And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm Ryan Winthrop, and I just noticed that our title cards are wrong here. I'm clearly Dylan, and the guy to my right is clearly uh, Ryan, but we have Jordan back. It's a pleasure to be back, and it's even a pleasure to be filling in for you as Ryan Winthrop today. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm honored that you're filling in for me. This is so exciting. It's been a while. It's, it's good to be back. I'm excited, and I'm excited to talk about this season. It's a really good one. Yes, I was going to open up and ask you what you thought about the season, but let's start by doing a how Jesse would want. On a scale of 1 to 10, so far, how are you enjoying this season? Um, I'm very excited on a scale of 1 okay, to 10. Okay. Okay. Hey, different uh, credentials, but but we'll but we'll take it. Yeah. Uh yeah, really good season so far. Like last episode, I loved this one. I thought was really good as well. You know, they I think they're doing a good job of keeping what worked in, you know, the past couple seasons while also, you know, mixing it up and and adding their own flair to like the beware idols and all that. Um the cast is super strong. I, I really like I think everyone has their own good personality. And uh, yeah, no complaints yet. It's 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 been really good. Yeah, no, again, I've been saying to Dylan that I've been really enjoying it as well. And I think the thing that's making it good so far is, as you may know, they um, filmed 41 and 42 back to back. And they got to the producers and Jeff got to hear from the fans what they liked and what they didn't like. So obviously they kept some things that people liked and they got rid of things that people hated. So they're hoping to find like a good little mix here. And I think so far it's been pretty well received. I'm excited to see what they do for some of these other twists down the road in the season. Yeah, honestly, I I had my doubts at first. You know, like there there are some things in in uh what seasons forty one and forty two I didn't love, but mm-hmm. we'll leave it leave it to Jeff to you know adjust, listen to feedback, and deliver on an amazing product. Yeah, and I totally agree with you that the cast has been uh, interesting so far. Uh, I know people are, I mean, you go on the internet, people are always torn about the backstories. There's too much. There's too little. They do it too often. They should do it at the end of the season, the start. I mean, it's all over the spectrum in terms of what you think about the backstories. But what I can say so far myself, Jordan, is we had an hour-long episode tonight. We had an hour and a half last week and two hours for the premiere. So I feel like three episodes in, I know most of this cast pretty well. Maybe one or two people I'm still learning about, maybe like a Lindsay or someone else I'm learning about. But most people I can say, oh, I, I know about Carla. I know about... Ellie I know about uh Dwight so yeah I I agree and like last episode it was an hour and a half I thought that we might have gotten two two eliminations or something but it it was good to be able to see just like a lot of strategy going on and and with that with that in mind I feel like they're doing a good job of you know letting you get to know the cast showing you the backstories but it's not I feel like it's not as in your face this season you know what I mean like it's they were really trying to like create this big background behind each each uh each cast member which i guess helps you develop a connection to them but it, it, it just seemed like really forced this season it's a little more subtle which i like yeah absolutely um so i guess as we always do we can quickly go over like what happened like the big headline tonight and then we can go through the episode as we do uh jordan the headline tonight is that NECA is our third person voted out she was voted out four to one so I guess to do a quick eulogy, what were your thoughts on NECA? And do you think for those who voted her out, which was everybody, was this the right move? Well, love NECA. She's a sweetheart. And right. um, you know what? I got to pass it back on to you because I'm curious what your thoughts are. Why was it her? I, I was pretty shocked by that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, honestly, Jordan, this comes down to like the classic question that we always have in Survivor. Do you go with loyalty and alliances or do you go with keeping the tribe strong? And I feel like, I guess depending on the situation, there's no right answer. I feel like you have to go with what your tribe needs. Um, and we see all the time, like tonight, one week people will vote with their alliances. They want to keep those bonds strong because you want to keep the people who you know won't turn against you. But on, but then the next week they'll say, yeah, but we, we, we can't keep losing. We can't keep losing. So we got to keep the tribe strong. And I think people, sometimes they vacillate and they go back and forth about what they need. So I think that's kind of why. I feel like if I had to pick, I would always try to choose the people that I'm loyal to because in a game of Survivor, it's all about numbers and it's all about relationships. And yes, we might lose two or three in a row, but as long as we can get to the merge or a swap with some numbers and people that I I can rely on, I think that's the key here. So it seems that last week, Cody and Jesse 
wanted to keep NECA because she's part of their their alliance. But after two losses, I think they just said, you know what, we can't afford in this game to go down, you know, three in a row. So we have to make the switch. Yeah, every, everyone likes to look at the the big picture and think long term with their like their core alliance until you start losing, and then all of a sudden you end up back at tribal council and all the, and you you want to do whatever it takes to avoid it. it. It makes sense. I wonder, and we'll talk about this more as we go through the episode. I wonder if the decision, and maybe NECA can shed some more light on this in her exit interviews, if if because Noelle got the advantage and she had that power, I'm wondering if that kind of sealed NECA's fate. Now, we didn't see Jordan. I was shocked tonight that we didn't see Noelle play her seal a vote. They kept hyping it up like, okay, we're going to seal a vote. Me and Dwight, we're going to control the vote. We're going to get either NECA or Jesse out of here. And she didn't use it. So I'm wondering if because she had that, she and Dwight felt they had the agency to go to Jesse and be like, look, we're not going to go anywhere. Um, we got to keep the tribe strong. NECA's got to go. And Jesse's like, all right, fine. NECA's got to go. And that's why this happened. I mean, I, I'm wondering if they, that maybe had a bigger impact on the vote. It was weird. Uh, like every sign pointed to the fact that there was going to be a big move tonight. Noelle was going to play the steel vote. It was going to be a sick episode or like a, a sick finish. And it ended up being a pretty boring boot. I guess someone filled her in that it was going to end up being NECA. And yeah, that ran through my mind. Maybe they were nervous that she actually came back with something. She did, Maybe she, did, she didn't have as good of a poker face as she thought she did. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope she puts it to use later in the season. That was going to be a fiery ending. And I hope that she can live up to the potential of the steel vote. Yeah, I mean, you never, you never want to see somebody go home with that in their pocket. You want them to kind of use it and really wreak some havoc. So I'm hoping, and, I, and I'm loving Noelle so far, so I'm hoping that she has a chance to use it. Uh, I mean, it seems like her closest ally right now is Dwight, so hopefully she uses it in their favor. Also, shout out Noelle on my fantasy team. Oh, nice. I'm just curious. Who's on your fantasy team? So I'm in a, I'm in a nine-person league. So it's two, oh my, two, two oh per. Oh, my God. High stakes. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, the, my, th my first draft pick was Mariah. Oh, no. I know, I know. Uh, so I'm actually in a, a fantasy league myself with Survivor. I'm in a six-person league, so we each get three people. And it's funny. Is yours winner-take-all or is it points? Winner-take-all. See, that, that's how I want to do it. My friends want to do points. And every season, Jordan, and this has happened to me, someone will have the winner and they don't win because their other two people got voted out early and the people who got the farthest have the most points and they win. I think it should be winner take all, but that's just me. What's the fun in that? This is the Soul Survivor podcast. It's not the uh, who gets the most screen time podcast. It, it's, it's Soul Survivor. One person. It should be winner take all. Yep. But no, our draft is basically the farther you go, the more points you get. So I actually, because last season for 42, uh, Jordan, I picked people who I thought could win. And... Uh, didn't go so well because those people were either swing or mess basically. So this time I picked people who I thought could go far based on their tribe strength. So I picked Jesse with my first pick. Nice. I picked Ryan with my second pick. Who's Ryan? He's the guy. Um, he's like the bigger buff guy on the blue tribe that like uh, um, he's the personal trainer, the guy that had the cystic fibrosis when he was a kid. Got it. Love him. And, and then I took Gio with my last pick. So, nice. Nice. So. Sound pretty good. All right, but I guess enough, I guess enough fantasy talk. People want to hear us recap the episode and not talk about Survivor Fantasy. Um, Get it. So we open up as we always do after Tribal Council, and uh, the next morning, Noel and Dwight are kind of on the outs because they thought Jesse was with them. Now Dwight says in confessional he doesn't want to target Jesse just yet, but he's wary of them. So I guess what I would ask you is like. I guess the relationship has to be a bit damaged because he thought that Jesse was going to vote with him, but he didn't seem like he, he didn't go the full way. Also, thank you, Jay, for correcting me just so I don't, I'm not incorrect. It was cerebral palsy, not six or fibrosis. So thank you for keeping me honest. Um, but with uh, Dwight, he didn't sever the relationship completely. He wasn't like, I need Jesse to go right now. He's like, he's going to sleep on the couch. I'm a little wary of him, but I, I still want to work with him. Dwight, very good form by you. Thank you for not freaking out when you got back to the beach. You know, it's early on in the game. People got to do what they got to do. Thank you for understanding that. And it, it seems like they're not 100% there because, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse was out of the uh, the NECA vote. He voted for – oh, wait, no, it was, a, it was a sweep. It was a sweep other than uh, NECA, right? 
So it was a uh, 3-1-1. So the alliance of Cody, Jesse, and NECA all voted out Justine. Dwight lost his vote. And then uh, Noel had voted for NECA. And then Justine voted for Cody. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, again, well played by Dwight. And, and, it's, and it clearly worked in his favor. He, he, remained, he remained cool. He made it seem like, you know, he's, people can work with him. And if they go against him, he's not going to freak out. And that really rewarded him because he was in the majority in the next vote. Very well played. Yeah. And, and, and we always talk about this on the podcast. We say, like, the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to come back from tribal council, be left out of the vote, and then throw a temper tantrum and be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a lone agent. I hate you all. Um, you want to basically come back and say, okay, how can I reevaluate and how can I pick mm-hmm. up the pieces? And, you know, Dwight like you said, good on him for saying, I'm going to stick with Noel and hopefully I still have an alliance with Jesse and kind of what happened, happened that if you know, NECA messes up again, NECA should go. That's what, that's, that's what happens. But you know, Dwight will, I think work with Jesse, but he's going to keep him at arm's length. I think, I think when they show us the confessionals, Jordan of like, Oh, you know, we could vote on NECA. Oh, but Jesse, she, Jesse blindsided us. Maybe, I don't know about Jesse, but I don't think they were ever going to get rid of Jesse because they needed his strength. I think so. It seems like for the future, they'll work together, but it would not surprise me if Dwight tries to make a move on Jesse later. Agreed. And when that comes, I'll be ready. I mean, I'm excited for that. I mean, you always just love a big a big moment. A big, always, a big always, but not too early. Not too early, which is what we like. We can't play too hard too fast. Absolutely not. Which is a good segue yep. because what's coming up next, I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. A little bit. So playing too hard too fast, we go to the uh, Yellow Tribe. Um, so we just left the red tribe. Now we're on the yellow tribe and we're back to Ellie and Janine. They want Gabler to go because they feel like Gabler is kind of wearing down with the conditions. They feel like he's a bit, you know, snippy because he's kind of wearing down, but they don't know if his idol still works or more specifically, they don't know if he knows if his idol still works. Do you, are you, by the way, are you following all of these, all, all these rules and when it expires and whatnot? I thought it was pretty clear cut, which is why I was like sort of confused with the possible plot line that Gabler didn't know what was going on. It was uh, what he, he had. He had two tribals and then it expired. Right. Yeah. So I, like you, thought, thought it was pretty obvious. And it basically says it's good for your next two tribal councils. So the next two that he goes to, it's good for. So he only has one more chance to use it at his next tribal. So I thought it was obvious. But I, I feel like as of late in the new era, there are a lot of rules with all these advantages. And all the time I go on Twitter, I talk to some of my family and friends who are more casual viewers than us. And half the time they're like, Ryan, can you explain to me how does this work? Or what are the rules? Wait, I, I, I don't get when it expires. And I feel like survivors should put like a little like QR code or a little link at the bottom of the screen and say, if you want to know the rules more, go to this page, honestly. Yeah, link to the terms and conditions of the idol. It, that being said, it, it was pretty. It was pretty obvious in my opinion, and uh, for that reason, I like was pretty confused about this big play to see if he didn't understand it. And obviously, he did. It's his idol. Like, what were they thinking about? I, I guess that's part of the fact that when you're on that island for so long, and it's literally all you can think about, you're like getting in your own head about making a potential move when there's none to make. And for that reason, Ellie was playing way too hard way too fast and now all of a sudden she has two enemies yeah so i think it's very interesting because i i said to dylan that i'm always somebody who used to say you don't play too hard too fast and i still think you can't go super full pedal like all gas no brakes he can't do that right away however i feel like the more i like listen to podcasts and the more i kind of learn i feel like it's more of a matter of you you can't play too sloppy like you should play hard in terms of trying to make an alliance and trying to get yourself established in the game you can't just wait for it to come to you. you can't come to you. You got to really make sure it happens. On the other hand, you talk too much like Ellie does, and Ellie's trying to do way too much here. It comes off as sloppy. So while I think I said I texted uh, my friend, I said I think Ellie obviously is smart. She has a good mind for the game. I just feel like her kind of like going to Janine, going to Owen, going to Sammy with all this. She's got to realize that something might get back to Gabler, which is what happens when Sammy says to Gabler, "Hey, come here, Ellie." Th- um, went through your bag or I guess Janine technically did, but the girls went through your bag and they want to know when your idol expires because they think you don't know when it expires and they might be going against you. And Gabler's like, Oh, I'm dropping Ellie like a hat. I'm dropping her. She's done. She's next. So 
I'm looking at the comments. You're allowed to play hard when you're when you're at the bottom. I, I agree with that, sure. But Ellie was not at the bottom. And I also wanted to comment on the fact that Sammy took the fact that Ellie was like, I guess, said to be closer with Gabler than him. He took that way too personally. Like you, you gotta take a deep breath because now he's gonna start playing harder and harder and he's gonna get in his own head. Which, like, I, I like the fact that he told Gabler about it because now he is, like, definitely super, super tight with Gabler and is logging mm -hmm. in that alliance. But, you know, if, if you get offended by one comment like that, it's going to end up hurting your long-term relationships. He's got to calm down. I was just surprised that when um, they're on the beach and they're the three of them, Janine, uh, Ellie, and Sammy, are like, who should ask him or who should tell him? And then Sammy's like, oh, I could do it. And Ellie's like, no, I'll do it. I'm, I'm closer. And he was like, Okay, he went full uh, Jordan, uh, and, and 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 it became personal with me. <laughs> he went full, <laughs> full Jordan on that, but um, yeah, I, and I think Sammy's in a good spot. I'm I'm curious what you think of Sammy so far. I think he's obviously doing a pretty good job. A few weeks in, he's 19, but he says he's 22, and it, and it feels like you know Sammy and Owen are trying to play in the middle here. Yeah, so. I'm like teetering back and forth on Sammy at this point. Like I, 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 first of all, I love the move that he is saying he's 22. I guess that's a veteran move. We saw, um, what was the name of that guy who was Michael? Michael, Michael yeah, from Ghost Island. Yes. There we go. My encyclopedia paying off. Uh, yeah. So he, that's a veteran move, saying that you're older than you actually are, because we know that nobody takes young people in this game seriously. That being said, he's like playing like he has this huge chip on his shoulder like everybody doesn't take him seriously dude like be the 22 year old don't act like you have something to prove just like play your game because he, he's trying to be this this heavy hitter that nobody is like making him out to be when in reality that's how you coast in the game you don't want to have a huge target on your back you don't want to be the hardest one the one playing the hardest yeah and, and i think um and I think you're right. And I think Sammy is in a spot where now Gabler's going to want Ellie out or Janine if he can't get Ellie. And I think uh, Ellie and Janine are in a spot where, yes, they may go after uh, Gabler, but if, if Gabler plays his idol or they're scared of that, they might throw a stray vote onto Owen. I don't think Sammy's going to get any heat just yet. So he may, because I, I, I was seeing people in the comments saying, oh, is Owen in the middle or who's kind of in a good spot on the Yellow Tribe? And I feel like even though... You know, Owen is in the middle, and I, I really like Owen a lot. I think Owen has a lot of potential. He was the first pick in our draft. Um, I feel like Sammy is in a decent spot because I don't think either side would go for him yet. That's funny. Owen is also the first the first pick in my draft. Most um, people, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, you, you know, I got to respect playing the middle, especially. I always got to respect that. That being said, playing it too early. It always scares me. It, it, this game is so nuanced. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, again, that's why this game is so hard because you got to find that balance of you, you can't just coast and miss the alliances, but you can't go too hard and, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. Absolutely. So now we head over to Coco, the blue tribe. Um, and I, Jordan, I think this kind of happens when you win all the time and you never lose. I just think you get bored out there because if you think, if you think about it, every episode is three days and we only see one hour a week, which is, well, basically one hour out of 72 hours. And I feel like the blue tribe, they're talking about James's birthday and people are like, Oh, should we go look for an idol? When you don't go to travel council a lot, I guess it gets kind of boring. You know, it's a good problem to have. That's a first world. That's a first world problem. And it paid off for Carla. Hey, Carla. did it, did it not? She, uh, when you, when you win so often, you get some more time to explore. You don't have to spend the time, you know, having important conversations, get to wander around the Island and then a bingo. I mean, like they always do, they do a flash on the screen, but she didn't miss it. She thought she found it. Usually when they do the flash on the screen, the person walks right past it, but she looked up and she got it. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about this Carla segment with you. Cause this beware advantage is so interesting, especially because she got it, decided to leave it, and then said, you know what? No, I want to play, and she got it back. So before we kind of get into everything she did, what are your thoughts, Jordan, about the beware advantage this season? Because you remember last season, it's all about those silly phrases, like the broccoli and the bunnies. And I know I, I, I didn't like it. A lot of people thought the phrases were kind of silly. Do you like now how the beware advantage is more social, and it's about you need to use your social currency and your social skills 
to get things from these players. What do you think about the new beware advantage? I'm all over the place with it. So let's start by saying I hated the uh, the, the funny sentences last year. Yeah. It was very annoying. And the worst part is it was super obvious among the other tribes. So it, it really just became like not pointless, but like it was a huge double-edged sword in terms of hurting your game because everyone knew what you had. This I, I like way, way better. However, I don't like it that it's the same. I'm, I'm fine with it that it's the same for each tribe. I wish there was a little bit of a, a wrinkle in between, you know, the, the different the different idols. It would have been a little more fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, I really like it, though. Like, I, I like that it, you know, requires your social game to be strong. You have to be able to work with every member of your tribe and, you know, have them trust you. And it's like still low key enough that they're not going to they're not going to raise an eyebrow at it. And. With that all in mind, if I'm on the island, I find the beware advantage. Obviously, it's running through my mind that the previous beware advantages were these really silly things that ended up just hurting people's game long term. Mm -hmm. Is it crossing your mind, though, that Jeff is going to mix it up because everybody knows what happened in the past? Like, what are you thinking if you, if you find it? So, yeah, that's a good point. Also, uh, Jay makes this joke. I saw this on Twitter all over the place. People are calling it the beadware advantage. Um <laughs> I like this a lot. I agree with you. I love how it's more about your social currency, more about using your relationships to make things happen. And I think it's a really great, I think it's a great twist. I think because people approach it differently, because I do see your point where, oh, it would have been cool if each tribe had something, a different task to do. And that was kind of cool to see how each tribe tackled their own task in a way. But I feel like because it's the same Jordan, I feel like we get to get even more interesting paths to analyze because we saw two people do it differently and uh mike bloom said this really well on twitter i said this to my dad and then mike said this two seconds later on twitter basically different people based on like their strengths ta tackled it differently so what cody did last week was he went to his allies right away he went to NECA and he went to jesse and said hey i got this thing I need to vote for us and I can't vote unless I get these beads. So they helped him get it done. And Cody's a, a goofy guy. Cody's, you know, you know, really silly out there and says like, Hey, I want it for my hat. Island boy. I want it for my hats. Carla says, Hey, going to do this all solo. And I'm going to basically barter and I'm going to go to each person and say, okay, this matters to you. It's my wife's birthday. Uh, oh, I want us to remember you by, oh, your girlfriend likes turquoise. Here you go. And I loved seeing Carla's social game here catering to each individual person. I love that. I love Carla. Can we talk about that? I love, love Carla. She's my winner pick. Spoiler alert, in case we're going to cover that at the end of the episode. She's my official winner pick. Lock it in week four. Four? Three. Uh, uh, you know what? Three, but technically we had a, a two-hour premiere, so three slash four, whatever. Sure, sure. Official winner pick, though. I love her. She was killing it, and everyone loves her. Yeah, I really like Carla. Honestly, um, would, I would have liked to have taken her in mind draft, but I, I think she's honestly so great. I think the thing about Carla that I loved in the preseason was that she was like, <laughs> I remember the promo for 43, and she was like, is there anything that I wouldn't do? No, I would basically do whatever it takes to win. And then she, she was obviously here to play, and she's driven. And I think it's interesting because right away in episode one, we saw Carla in the middle where she's like, all right, I can go with the girls and James, or I can go with Ryan and Gio. And she already found herself in a good spot. So that was great for Carla. Now the fact that she has this idol because she got all the beads, this bracelet idol, and she still seems to be in the middle. Carla is in a great spot, I think, heading into the future weeks. Absolutely. You know, I think that she's played a flawless game so far. It seems like everybody likes her. She, she's on the winning tribe. If they can keep winning, she's going to stay, obviously. And, you know, she's, she has she been strong in the challenges? I guess we haven't really. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like so far we've had, um, well, actually, the, basically every challenge so far has been kind of the same, and which is, which is the typical first router, where either it's a giant obstacle course, a giant challenge in the water, or like a half water, half land challenge, and then it ends with a puzzle. And the first week was was a table maze. So Carla has always been in a spot where she didn't. I don't think she did the table maze week one. She didn't do the puzzle this time. I think the puzzle was Lindsay and James. So she's not putting herself in the hero role. But I think in the physical part, she's doing pretty well. I think she's contributing to the tribe. Good. And and you know I hate the hero role. That that is so high risk and in reality not that big of a reward. 
if, I mean, Jeff always says it's a hero or a zero position. Like you either win it for your tribe or you lose it. And I feel like for me, I don't know. I feel like I would want to not be in the hero spot. Like you said, I, I would want to do like tonight. I would want to do the swimming portion. I would want to dive down, get the uh, piece and then swim back just so I don't have to do the puzzle. Also Jordan, because I'm really good at puzzles and I, and I would want to keep that strength hidden and then use that later in the game and then just crush people in the puzzles and they don't see it coming. True. Look, look, look at you and your strategy coming out. I'm loving it. You gotta. I mean, the one challenge that, and tell me if you would agree or not, the one challenge that I would like to call is the blindfold challenge uh, for two reasons. One, because I don't want to run into anything and I want to get whacked by something. And number two, I think it's kind of fun to direct people who are blindfolded, like left, left, left. You'd be very good at that. You project very well. And by the way, I think I've said this many, many times in the podcast, you must have a man be the caller. A woman's voice does not travel nearly as well. The, the, the man has to be the caller every single time. I, I hope it's I hope it's from this season. And I hope I hope a woman is the caller because I'm gonna say right now the woman's team will lose. Well, I think it's interesting because obviously if you're just talking about like the loudness of voices, like obviously someone like Jonathan is gonna yell a lot louder than like than someone next to him, probably. But I also think it comes down to how good are you at giving directions? Because not only is it giving directions, yeah. but if I but if my tribe is in pairs and it's like you and Dylan on one side and Jake and Tom on the other, I can't just look at you and ignore what they're doing. You gotta be able to pivot back and forth. So I I do think that's it's the one challenge that I would want to be the hero in. But early on, no hero role for me. You'd be so good at it. When, when you talk, Ryan, when you say jump, I, I'm thinking how high? I, I just think that I'm loud. I, I just think <laughs> I, I talk a lot and I'm loud. That's what I've been told. So, um, But yeah, so basically we see Carla go to every person and she gets her bracelet idol. Now, the one thing I would say before we get to the challenge is I wonder if basically, and this could be a little editing trick, I wonder if this all took place before the challenge, Jordan, or if some of it took part before and some of it took part after they had already won. And granted, Carla could have also, and again, this could all be editing. I'm really curious, but Carla hypothetically could have found the advantage before the challenge, left it there, talks to James after the challenge and says, you know what? I want it. Because I was saying to Dylan last week, if you go to tribal that night, you don't want to have the beware advantage because you might lose your vote that night. So I feel like there's a chance that Carla left it. They have the challenge she then finds it and now she has her vote, but she, she's safe at tribal. I feel like that, that could have happened. That's super interesting. Now that you're saying it, I, I, I'm buying into that theory. You, you definitely don't want to do it when you think that things can be up in the air. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you win the challenge. You're feeling good about your position. You're feeling good about your tribe. You're going to take a little bit more of a risk. I, I, I think I like that theory, Ryan. That's good. Thank you. I, because I, because the thing that I saw on Twitter that people were saying was, I mean, and this isn't confirmed yet. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. I knew this was going to happen. Thanks, Jay. I, I knew someone was going to look at our our name cards. And, and again, I should have swapped it beforehand. But Jay, I appreciate the compliment. Ryan as Dylan taking taking the compliment. <laughs> should have swapped it beforehand. I completely forgot. Um, but no, Jordan, because I saw on Twitter somebody say, like, Carla obviously has a great social game. But would it have looked weird if that whole day before the challenge, she's going up and down the beach asking for beads? What maybe would have been more natural if it was over the course of time? So I'm just wondering if like that was like a little trick there, but we don't know yet. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. So uh, now, so we do get to the challenge, and uh, this is where it's the water challenge, where you basically you leap off of some crates under some obstacles, you unlatch a puzzle piece, and then your tribe mates solve a puzzle at the end. And as Jeff always says, the puzzle is the great equalizer. Um, I have two notes on this uh, challenge and then I want to get your thoughts as well. Um, Noelle is just so impressive. I mean, I, every week I look at her and she is so impressive. I know she's a Paralympian. So obviously she is an amazing athlete, but just seeing Jordan, just seeing her do these challenges with one leg. And sometimes I see people struggling just in general, she is so incredible to watch. Yes. So I, I want to comment on that. And then I want to guess your, uh, your other comment. Sure. Um, I, I mean, on the first thing, not too much to discuss, to be honest. She, she's absolutely incredible. A stud continues to impress every episode, not just physically, but also I'm sure we'll get into it. You know, her, her social game in this episode was absolutely astonishing uh, I, I'm very glad she's on my team. That's really all I have to say on that. 
what I think you're going to say about this challenge is the the sit-up bench. Ding, ding, yep. Yes. You got to you gotta look. You got to scan every single ounce of that thing. Yeah. yeah Gio was like, yeah, just checking. There's nothing here, but I got to check. Yep. Because you know what? These players saw all of 41 and they saw half of 42. So they saw... Um, I think it happened in 41 where Xander was on the sit-out bench because he sat out for peanut butter or whatever it was, and he didn't find it there. And if you remember uh, Jordan back to Game Changers, famously Michaela was upset she didn't play and she misses it. So I think from now on, if there's ever a sit-out bench, whether they show us or not on the TV show, I guarantee you every sit-out person has to be looking because there's no way you can't take the chance of not looking and then you miss a whole advantage. Yeah, because every single person on the show at this point is a complete student of the game. Like everyone's a super fan on steroids, so they they know they know as much as you do in your encyclopedic knowledge of the show. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think I think we both know a lot about the show. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone at this point loves the game, especially in these post covid seasons where people are like just itching to play they're all like shot out of a cannon like they want to go so i'm not surprised these people are like let me look for an advantage i mean heck i mean we've seen now in in the last two seasons people volunteer to sit out because they think there could be an advantage yep i would too uh i don't i don't want to do the water challenge to begin with i'm not really good in the water and i i hope there's some kind of some kind of hidden challenge and or hidden advantage in a challenge this season. There's always got to be one, whether it's, you know, in the middle of the challenge and like a group where Kelly Wentworth finds something underneath the table or, you know, something like the sit out bench. There's gotta be, there's gotta be one. And it's it's always fun to see. So Jordan, I'm going to put you in the hot seat really quickly. So you said that you don't want to be in the water challenge. You don't want to do the water. You don't want to be in the hero role. Mm Mm-hmm. I know you're a competitor, so I don't think you would like sitting out. So uh, if you were if you were the Blue Tribe this week uh, where they had to sit somebody out, do you think you would have been in the water? Do you think you would have tried to do the puzzle? Or do you think you would have said to your tribe, I'll sit out? Um, realistically, uh, I think that I'm going to end up participating in all the team challenges. Uh, I'm not like overly strong, but I think I'd be a, a solid a solid asset for the team and mm-hmm. one of the on un- one of the early, you know, tribe challenges that being said I've, I've always said in all my audition tapes i think i would be i think i would stick around to the merge because i'd be a very valuable asset to the team in these physical challenges but i'm so uncoordinated with like balance and mm. all the individual everything that's required in the individual immunities that i wouldn't be a threat in any of them because i'd be like the first one taken out every single time yeah you're gonna you're gonna be the guy that falls off immediately you're, you're gonna pull you're gonna pull a a, a crystal cox where jeff says and this tr- challenge is on and after one second jordan is already out <laughs> like that, that's gonna be you <laughs> absolutely so after the challenge jeff says before you go uh yellow tribe you were the first to finish so you're gonna send someone from the red tribe someone from the blue tribe and someone from your own tribe to go on a journey and they pick noel james and owen how about that that uh, that switch up with taking someone from your own tribe going to the islands. Yeah, listen, they they always change this up. Sometimes they just send one person. Sometimes the winning tribe sends two people. Sometimes it's one from each tribe. So they they always switch it up. You got to keep people on their toes. Um, and obviously, I, I don't think the blue tribe. I'm sorry, yellow tribe. I don't think they knew Noel was in trouble. But clearly, Noel's got to be pretty happy that they picked her so she can try to get an advantage because she was left out of the vote last time. Hundred percent. She killed it on that island. You know, she clearly established trust with the other players, and, and you could tell that she meant it. Like she was being a hundred percent straight up with them. They they gave her the benefit of the doubt that she was telling the truth that she was in the bottom, and it's because she came off authentic, in my opinion. And when and when it was proven that they protected their vote and she risked hers and she got the advantage and she looked him in the eye and she's like hundred percent trust. Like you had like I'm, I'm with you guys. It seemed it seemed perfectly genuine. So I'm excited to see where, where that goes because they're all good. Yeah, and I I think the genuineness is a great point. And basically how she kind of got James and Owen to kind of give her that advantage. And before we get into the, the journey and then before we get back to, to uh, the tribe, if you have any questions, as always, 
put them in the comments, uh, put any comments in the comments. And if you have any questions, we will get to them at the end. Uh, but you're right, Jordan. So she, they go on the journey and basically Noel's like, look, I'm going to make cross tribal alliances. I'm going to say to James and Owen, look guys, I'm on the bottom. I was left out of the vote. I could kind of use an advantage. Now, I don't know if this is similar to 41 and 42, but if I have a chance at an advantage, I would like to go for it. And they get to the, um, they uh, get, they get to the, the table and they find out like, if, you know, if one person risks it and the others don't, then the, that person will get it. If it's two and one, they do a game of chance basically. Um, and right away, Owen and James are like, you know what? We can make some alliances. You know, we don't need it. I mean, uh, Owen and James are like, we're not going to travel council tonight. This girl thinks she needs it. I'm happy to make a connection with her. She seems like she could be a good ally for us. And they're like, you know what? We'll give it to her. And Noel's like, hey, mission accomplished. I uh, got these two guys to not risk it. And now I get an advantage. Yeah, I, I loved it. We have we have Owen playing the middle on his tribe. He's in a good spot. Also, he's, he's a, you know, he's a physical asset for the tribe. We have James who hasn't lost a challenge yet. He is another physical asset for the tribe. I'm sure he's feeling in a good position. You know, you know, why not, why not take the risk mm -hmm. by, you know, playing it safe in the game and trying to make an asset or an ally for after the merge. Love the play all around from all three of them. Yeah. And, and I think with J James is someone who's interesting because I think, like I said earlier, we know a lot of people, but I think he's one of the few that we don't know a lot about yet. Yeah. Mainly just because like, like, uh, like uh, Jordan, every single season so far in the new era, one tribe just never loses. Basically, you know, if you remember 41, the blue tribe won everything last season, Jonathan's tribe, uh, the orange tribe won basically everything. And now this season, I mean, so, I mean, we're only three episodes in, but the Blue Tribe has won every challenge so far. Uh, so that's why we know Carla really well, and Carla's great. We know uh, Ryan a little bit, and we know Gio a little bit, but when it comes to Lindsay, James, and Cassidy, we don't know them that well yet. I'm excited to learn more. And, you know, and I, I think because we haven't seen their story yet that they it could be uh, going a little bit far in the game. They're, they're saving the our... They're, they're saving our attachment to them for possibly when it could count. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I think that the backstories are, are good to learn more about people. I do think like the photos can kind of like take us out of the experience a little bit. I mean, I like when they just talk about it in confessionals, but I do think that we always will learn about these players in one way or another. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then we get back to the red tribe as they prepare for tribal and, uh, you know, it's interesting because NECA, you know, obviously she feels bad about losing the puzzle for her tribe. This is the second week in a row she's kind of slipped on the puzzle and her tribe has lost. So she's really feeling the heat. I mean, her ally saved her last week, but now it's like two in a row. Do, do we really want to lose three? And she feels bad because she's like talking to Dwight and she's like, well, listen, Dwight, I don't want to vote you out. I'm aligned with Cody and Jesse, as you know, and that leaves one person, Noel, and she's, she's very upset about it. Um, so it's also where I felt like Noel wasn't going to go. <laughs> but um, basically, Cody and Jesse talk, and they're like, listen, it's either Noel or NECA. So, uh, Ryan, can you highlight that one the one question we have in the chat? Uh, sure. Do you guys think that Cody would have saved NECA if Noel and Dwight decided to vote together and steal NECA's vote? And if... Neca, Cody, and Jesse were voting together to get out Noel. So what? The the, uh, the play there would have been with the idol to try to save Neca. So yeah, so this is interesting. So uh, do you guys think Cody and uh, would have saved Neca if Noel and Dwight decided to vote together, probably to vote out Neca, and then sealed Neca's vote? And if Neca, Cody, and Jesse were voting together to get out Noel, so I feel like again, I, I feel like there could be a lot of diff different levels to this, or. It could be very simple. I mean, Occam's Razor states that the simplest solutions are, are the, the most is the correct one. So it could just be obvious that, you know, Jesse and um, Cody were talking and they're like, look, we, we think that we, we can't lose again. We love NECA. She's not going to turn on us. We don't want to lose an ally, but we can't go three in a row losing because if there's no tribe swaps, we go into a merge with massive numbers disadvantage. So I'm wondering, uh, to, I guess, in terms of Jay's question, if they went to Noel and Dwight and said, look, we know we voted out Justine last week, but we just can't lose again. I think it's got to be NECA. And then Noel was like, oh, 
I don't need, I don't need to use my, my, my advantage. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and, and I think that's attributed to Jesse's social game, as, uh, as Kay Vanilla said. Um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if he knew that Noel had a steal of it per se. I, I think that, you know, it might have been a looming threat that she was lying about her advantage. I'm sure that was on everybody's mind, and maybe that's why they ended up playing it safe and voting out NECA. That being said, I was pretty stunned to see that Jesse was on the right side of that vote, which I think is super impressive and indicative of how he can perform in the rest of the game. Yeah, so I, I think with the, with uh, Kevinia's question, I definitely don't think that the tribe knew about uh, Noel's advantage. The only person that knew was Dwight because we see Noel go to him. Well, she well, first of all, she lies to everybody. She says, "Hey guys, I didn't risk it. We're going to tribal. You can you can search me. I'm good." And they're, and they're like, "No, we believe you." But she's lying, which is good. And uh, she goes to Dwight and says, "Hey Dwight, I have an advantage, and this is it." I don't think Cody, Neca, or Jesse knew about it at all. So now the question then becomes, did Jesse save himself by voting for NECA? That's actually an interesting point. I didn't consider that. Because now I'm thinking to myself, yeah, maybe the Cody and Jesse group went to Noel and Dwight and said, hey, tribe strength, let's vote on NECA. Or Jesse, because Jesse's a numbers guy. In the preseason, Jesse talks about voting strategies. Jesse has a PhD. Jesse's obviously very smart. He might be thinking to himself, okay, Noel went on a journey. She could have an advantage. That could impact us. I don't want to go tonight in the Tribe of Five. They probably want to vote out NECA because Noel voted NECA last week. They think she's weak. And if I throw a and what, no matter what Cody does, if I throw a vote onto NECA, I could almost ensure she could go. So I mean, I, I think simply they wanted to just keep the tribe strong. Yep. But I wouldn't, but like Kevin is saying, Jordan, I wouldn't be surprised if whether Cody was on board or not, if Jesse's like, just to be safe, I'm gonna throw yep. an extra vote here just in case. 100%. You know, it, it's early. Let's not forget that. I, I know you. I, if I'm Jesse, I know that I like NECA a lot. I know that she can be loyal to me in the future, but it's still really early. It's not worth, you know, drawing a line in the sand with the rest of your tribe when you need to win challenges and you don't want to make an enemy so fast. It, it, he, I think that was the absolute right play from him. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, again, it, it's just so tough because I, I feel like I, again, it's so tough because you want to go with try, uh, loyalty in terms of who you think you can go forward with in the game. If this group of players thinks back to 41 and 42 and realizes, okay, well, they didn't swap tribes at all. And if we don't swap tribes and we lose a third time, we're going to go into the merge possibly with like a five to five to three deficit, which is not great. Um, so they probably wanted to get rid of NECA just to keep the tribe strong. But I feel like on the other hand, Sometimes when tribes go into the merge with low numbers, Jordan, they do well. Like all the time we see like the two person yep. tribe, like usually the disaster tribe usually goes very far in the merge because they aren't seen as threats. So we always talk about the intentional Matt Singh. We always talk about people maybe intentionally sucking so that way they don't look as big of threats. So I do think it was the right move tonight, but, but you know what, Jordan, now I'm thinking about this. I saw a comment earlier that I want to highlight because I think this actually now is making me change my mind doing this live on the fly here. Um, so so Kay Benia says this good point earlier that I just I didn't think about until just now. It just clicked in my head. Jesse and Cody, the Red Tribe has to win next week or one of them is out next. So granted, this could be armchair quarterbacking, Jordan, because they don't know what Noel has. But Kay Benia has a point. If Red Tribe loses and Noel, Noel and Dwight want to split up Cody and Jesse, they just got to steal someone's vote, and they vote out that person three to one. So by voting out NECA, yes, they kept the tribe strong, but they could be putting themselves in a very bad spot if Red loses next week. I just realized that. I'll be curious to see what happens. But, you, you know, it's, it's kind of like a numbers game within a numbers game, right? So we, we have Jesse, who could have been willing to, you know, stand with NECA, refuse to vote her out or do some kind of, you know, finagling if he really wanted to try to protect her so he can have, you know, that one really strong ally within this tribe. Or you can say, you know what, it's not that deep. I'm sorry I voted against you last time. Feel free to take out someone that I like and let's all be together right now. Uh, it's it's super interesting and it'll be ho hopefully, because I, I really do like all of them, hopefully they don't lose, but if they do, 
I think we're going to see now all players steal a vote, and then one of them's going to be gone. And it's and it's interesting because like um, Co- Jay says, Cody has an idol. So yeah, here's here, here's the question: Does Cody? Because he doesn't know Noel has this advantage. Does he not play his idol and he goes home with it because he doesn't think he has to use it? Or Cody could maybe sniff out that he and Jesse are in trouble and he could save one of them. So I feel like if Red loses next week, I don't want Red to lose because I I don't want to lose some of these players on this tribe. But I feel like if Red does lose, there's a lot of possible combinations here because we could see a steal of vote. We could see an idol play. Like we could see a lot of variables if Red loses. I completely um, forgot about the idol. Let's go. Because Cody has, I don't have a bracelet here, but Cody has the bracelet idol now. Yeah, he has the bracelet on. Um, And again, this is why it's so interesting because this is why we love doing the podcast after the episode because we're still absorbing everything and my mind will change five times before next week because I came onto this podcast saying they were right. You got to, you got to flip back and forth. You got to keep the tribe strong. You got to have loyalty, strength, loyalty. But now in this spot where the tribes are so small, I'm like, shoot, now Cody and Jesse are in a bad spot. So it's so interesting. Yep. I'm ready for next Wednesday. I don't know about you. I'm so excited. Uh, I, I think we answered most of the questions. I think we have one or two more and then maybe we'll call it here for the night. I know you have uh, some uh, some work to get done. Um, let's see. What else do we have that we haven't answered yet? Um, oh, so um, now Christian asked a question about the preview. Now, I don't usually pay a lot of attention to the previews for spoilers. But Jordan, did you see it? I always avoid them. Okay, well, luckily, this isn't a big spoiler because because I know you hate when they say, oh, X person's in trouble. You hate that. Hate it. Luckily, so luckily, this is not that big of a spoiler. The only thing we know about next week is the winning tribe gets to steal something from the other tribe's camp. That's all we know so far. That's always fun. I'm fine with that. That's always fun. So the question was, who do you think gets raided? So all I'll say is that Blue has been the best tribe so far. So I'm going to guess Blue gets to raid yellow i don't know oh i was gonna say uh you know there's a two-thirds chance that blue loses right there's two other tribes so who, who knows i i guess blue has been the best so far but there's two other tribes that can beat them and i was gonna say because blue has been so dominant i'm sure they want to be able to take away from everything blues won and try to make try to you know mix up their their mojo they've got built they've got built so far so i say other tribe whichever one it is raids blue that makes, I mean, again, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, the people realize blue hasn't lost anybody yet. They say, let's gang up on the, on the tribe that hasn't lost. That, that could make sense. Um, we already talked about this, but will Jesse and Cody betray each other? So I think, I think a more interesting question is, will Dwight and Jesse betray each other? I think that Dwight seems a bit more hurt that Jesse didn't vote with him last time. So I think J- Dwight is more likely to vote out Jesse in terms of Jesse and Cody we haven't seen any evidence yet that they would go against each other. They seem pretty like locked in. They were, they saved Mecca last week. They took her out this week. I mean, they seem to be a really lock solid duo along with Noel and Dwight. So as of right now, I don't think Jesse and Cody will betray each other, but it wouldn't surprise me with Jesse being as smart as he is. He's like later, yeah, I guess Cody can go, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, they're aware that Noel and Dwight are super tight. They're, they know that's a very strong two. So do they need to be, do they betray each other or do they say that's a really strong two? Why don't we, why don't we make up the other, the other two and, you know, we, let's have each other's backs. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that makes sense for sure. Um, last question for now, and then we'll wrap it up is, are you guys surprised that no one asked Cody back for his island idol beads? I feel like once you give Cody the beads, you can't ask for them back. I mean, Cody put it on his hat. He's a because he's a guy that wants to have his island hat. He's an island guy, pretty goofy. Works in elevator sales. Jordan uh, is from Hawaii. I'm not surprised they didn't ask him for his beats back. He's a, he's a goofball. Let, let him run free. He's a free spirit. That's how, that's how I'm seeing it. If I'm you know on his tribe and he asked me for some random beats, I since I, I guess I'll ask you really quickly since you didn't do um, the preseason with us. What I, what do you think elevator sales is? Do you think he goes to buildings that don't have elevators and he says to them, "Hey, I think you could use an elevator," or, <laughs> or, or or does he sell them better technology for the elevator? I still don't get what Cody does. That's really funny. I never even thought of that. Elevator sales. What does that mean? I wonder if he's selling like really super tricked out elevators or something. 
So, okay, so maybe he's going to a building like that's kind of old school. I mean, I mean, Jordan, Jordan, you know, half the buildings in Manhattan, you know, aren't the newest, and mm-hmm. probably says to them, "Hey, you could use the uh, the elevator master five thousand, and it has this." Like, I mean, I, that's probably what he does, right? Yeah, it goes four zero to one hundred and sixty seconds. Yeah, uh, becomes equipped with like a like a music or a PA system. I don't know. That's funny. Uh, and then one last quick question, and then, then we'll end for good. Will the Yellow Tribe find the Beware Advantage? So we've seen Blue and Red find one. Got to think Yellow's going to find it soon, right? I never really thought of that. Like, is is the other tribe due to find it? Do you think? Do you think the producers like? have like a few spots in mind. So like the first day they're hiding it in this like completely random area. No one's, no one's walking by there. Maybe they go to a place that has a little more foot traffic. They go to like a, a little bit of an easier spot. No one's walking by. Do they, do they walk down the ladder? So they kind of, you know, push people in the direction of finding it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if they ever move it, but I got to think, you know, they want people to find it. They want, if they want, Survivor is a game. I love watching it for the game and strategy, but above all else, it's a TV show by CBS. And what makes good TV is people finding the stuff and doing stuff with it. So they want them to be found. So I got to think, like you're saying in terms of like the ladder hierarchy, they don't want it to be too hard to find. But then it, but then again, Jordan, sometimes they just put it on a random log. Like last week, like Cody found it on top of a log. So it's like, yeah. I think over time... Like, like when Russell used to find them without clues, they were very hard. And I feel like now it's like, you want to find it. So they will put it in a place where someone can get to it. That reminds me of the Even Stevens movie a little bit. If you're I have not seen that movie in years. Oh, that's a deep cut. It's oh, deep I know cut. the movie, but it has been years since I've seen it. I mean, that was, what was that? That, like, that was like 2007? Probably earlier than that. 2000? Oh my God, 2000. <laughs> Oh my lord, even Stevens. Um, all right, but I guess we will call it there. Jordan, thank you so much for joining tonight to help us out with Dylan being busy with work. Uh, it was great to podcast with you again, Ryan. It's always a pleasure. It's an honor, and you know, Dylan was greatly missed tonight. He's one of the best hosts in the game. But Ryan, it's so good to be back on the mic with you. It's incredible. And Jordan, no one can match your energy. So it's a great combination. Thank you so much. All right, so we will be back next week at our normal time, 9.15. So same standard time as always. Uh, Maybe we'll see Jordan in the future. Who knows? But until then, that's all we have for you all tonight. So as always, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.